0: This is the closing talk of the retreat and it's a talk in which I concentrate on the daily life situation. In the past I have um, given a number of talks on this theme, and the uh, talks have focused on particular aspects of the daily life uh, situation, ranging from uh, ethical activity, to social uh, awareness, to um, meditation itself, um, to communication. And in this particular talk, I would like to uh, focus um, on this, um, the old Eastern concept in the Pali language, which is called the Sangha, or in the Sanskrit, Satsang. It is this company of the like-minded. And the... uh, enormous uh, importance of that with regard to a a daily life situation. And in the talk I will include, of course, some of the um, other uh, factors which rather link up with this particular area. In the letters which uh, I receive from friends in various uh, parts of the world, people that I've got to know from the retreats themselves, there is one kind of letter which comes with frequency and it's the the letter from a person who is living in a particular uh, situation somewhere and feels very much cut off, cut off from people, cut off from um, the environment, cut off from a real sense of association with the with the world around. And this being cut off from produces of course Difficulty and pressures uh, in the mind and very easily becomes um, a pervasive feeling of dissatisfaction in one's mind. And that dissatisfaction, um, as it sustains itself, seems to feed into every activity with very little glimmer of um, hope, of um, joy, of spaciousness, of lightness, because of this element of dissatisfaction running through the mind. And though one may be engaged in s- some regular meditation practice, you know, morning or or evening, though one may be endeavouring to live one's life w- um, carefully and, and thoughtfully, there doesn't seem to be in that alone any real relief for the mind from this um, unsatisfactory condition. And what seems, and that seems to be most noticeable and that kind of letter most frequent when it's coming from a person who isn't actually having contact with like-minded people. And that not only applies to, of course, to the individual, herself, himself, but equally applies to couples or families living in a situation which is secluded, sufficiently secluded from people that one can communicate with in the ways that one would like to communicate with and at the levels that one would like to communicate with. And when this, when this isolation uh, takes, takes place then it needs, it necessitates some kind of recognition of the condition and some kind of follow-up action. And that really has to come from oneself. And one of the things with regard to that is that we often, and as uh, was mentioned by one of the managers yesterday evening, there is on the, how to to describe Dharma scene, (laughs) um, a lot of people in transition going from living in one place and moving on and just judging by the number of flyers, as you call them here in the States, which um, (laughs) return back here. It seems to be (laughs) inappropriate, since they seem to be going out to a lot of people are also flyers. (laughs) And this, as I say, this uh, move, moving from one situation to another. And so often one's consideration of where one will move to is, is based on really um, m- what perhaps ought to be minor considerations. One thinks of where, where would I like to live? And the images of mind which very much c- come to is a nice apartment or a n- nice house in a nice... Um, suburb, or a nice place in the countryside, or whatever. And it seems that far too low down in the list is what people are living in in that place, in that area, around that, around that area. And if if one, as it were, uh, when one is in a movement from one place to another, changed it around to, I want to live where I know there are other people, uh, living close by, who are um, of like mind, in some way or other, and it's not unusual. And a, a good example um, uh, was referred to me the the other other day of a member of uh, the staff who had been on staff here for quite some time bumping into another ex member of staff in the supermarket in Boston or. Or uh, Cambridge or somewhere to find only to find out that they lived in fact within a mile of each other and and uh, didn 't realize it and that kind of um, sit- situation it seems to me, that in if one is moving, then one considers first wh- whether that movement is going to be in contact with like minded people, and that means that It may not be that oneself self needs the support. I mean, there are plenty of people who have that um, um, degree of uh, independence in life, um, uh, action, um, vision and so forth, in which one doesn't um, need so much uh, the support of other, other people because one feels and knows what one is doing, one knows that one knows oneself and one knows where one is going. But there are a great number of people on this, on on the way, on the great way, who don't know that, who find life difficult, who find the vicissitudes and the pressures of life difficult to cope with. So those who are more grounded can truly be a real support to others who need more support. And so it, in that there's there's a genuinely... Um, mutual awareness and consideration for each other. And this kind of recognition is still yet, in real terms, is still yet to be established. And it's particularly noticeable on, um, use the phrase again, this Dharma scene. And part of it is, it se- seems to me a number of factors, one, one is in the field of, um, let's, let's say, religious life, Eastern religions, and, um, very, very noticeably, and uh, as well in the uh, uh, Western, um, direct Western approaches. There is often a strong um, devotional element at work, devotion to a particular person, uh, as a rule, usually male, and um, and so that what happens is a kind of energy, as it were, circulates around a particular kind of individual, and that individual becomes the cornerstone, and and the rest is built up uh, around it. And there's a a congregation of people is produced, and some of them get more and more closer and closer to the holy one and <laughs> and become the bodyguards and the, <laughs> and the protectors and, uh, and and so forth and and um, mercifully this scene is largely um, free from that kind of um, uh, devotion with the potential for uh, um, Potentials for anything, anyway, which can go with it. <laughs> <laughs> and but in that, in making uh, to say one's devotion, and um, in another kind of uh, order, and I would say that this kind of practice is one which requires the utmost devotion, complete devotion to life, a complete devotion to the, uh, the realities of the here and now, complete devotion to awareness, to self-knowledge to the expression of love and compassion is um, a totally devotional practice and approach to life that in that there g- goes along with it something which many many of you uh, and uh, us uh, uh, believe in, in the expression of leading um, an independent lifestyle being free from modes of dependency <coughs> and very much the encouragement within the whole means of the practice is that the sangha, the the spiritually minded person, finds their spirituality and their independence as well. That it doesn't lead to um, imitation, it doesn't lead to the the blindness which is potential in uh, um, the devotion to the archetypal figure, or whatever, and so that spirituality and independence is there. And such a a center facility like this tends to more to attract that kind of man, that kind of woman. But it needs in a way, as I mentioned, to be balanced with the contact and the support of others. And that to me is healthy for the person, Healthy for the indiv- individuals um, hel- healthy for the for the life of the of the sangha and and this is is hardly I would say a real priority at the present in people 's <coughs> lives, and for some people it's really going to need um, some kind of rethink shall we say in which one brings where necessary and appropriate for oneself, makes that uh, effort to bring others into one's life, to bring one's own life into others for that uh, intimacy of um, inquiry and meditation. Let me give you um, an example. I've referred to this um, some time time ago. Um, There is a Christian sangha and in, um, in North London um, living in an uh, area um, or dense, densely populated um, and they recall themselves, they refer to themselves as house Christians. Um, they don't go uh, to church but they meet regularly once a week and in this particular group there are about uh, 20 of them. And, in their meeting together, they pray together. One might call that um, concept verbalized or conceptualized meditation. Um, they um, 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 communicate and talk together, but they also they do much more. They actively inquire amongst each other. On the, on, on the day that they meet, they meet for a few hours every um, each Sunday morning for about three hours and they ask what they can do for each other. And so sometimes one person, whatever, uh, um, and the the examples that they were showing to me were um, telling me about were things like uh, a single mother is running a car, she just doesn't know what to do when she lifts the bonnet up. Um, One of the other um, people... Have that skill, of willing to share and, and, and spend time um, helping. And, and another 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 person um, needs uh, support in another particular way. Sometimes a financial crisis on 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 one's hand. Uh, sometimes a, a man uh, having a lot of difficulties needs a woman to, to talk with and who will listen to him and his um, difficulties. Whatever it, whatever it might be. And and so they they, they they are they are living, as say, in in, uh, in an area which is uh, den- densely populated with all the kind of social, economic, unemployment problems, and they're giving support to each other. And what and that only really seems to happen both at an economic level and work level and personal level and a spiritual level when a person or two or three people or whatever say, I live in this area, I know that there are other people in this area, and usually that kind of interest and activity falls on the the, the organization and uh, um, the responsibility and so forth, falls on the shoulders of one or two people who say, yes, let us make this happen. And and it can be s- it's such a, a source, particularly in difficult times, of uh, of um, strength, of uh, comfort, um, of um, consolidation and uh, and s- um, um, solidarity, of which each, what, what each person is sharing. And and uh, this, as I say, rather un- unfortunately. Um, that isn't happening yet sufficiently enough. And various places in the world, and not only here um, um, in America, with its um, questionable um, reputation for rugged individualism and all that, it also uh, is rather similar um, in other other places as as well. And so I would say an important question is, can I, as a person, make a contribute? what ways can I make a contribution t- to myself as well as to others in this particular field, in this particular area? And as I mentioned just um, um, briefly in that few minutes uh, uh, yesterday, Evening, there there is this uh, um, growing degree of interest and, uh, and activity and commitment, where one can begin to feel that the the expanse of the like-minded uh, people is growing, and in such in such a way that it it may take a slightly different form with dif- different people. And so people have a, in their practices um, may have a different kind of emphasis. and But the main, the primary thing obviously is the kind of inner connection that one begins to sense, the heart connection that one begins to feel, to the point that one can begin to feel much more at home in a practice, or in, a vari- in various practices or approaches, even when there are things, I think this is rather important, even when there are things which one doesn't necessarily agree with. And so in other, in other words, this, the discrimination of mind when one is in contact with different groups uh, and different approaches, one may not, as I say, be able to accept everything and, uh, and probably not, but one may be able to see sufficiently enough to say, here is something useful, here I can learn something, or here I can give something, and have that kind of emphasis in one's communication. And in that way, it's a safeguard from, let us say, a safeguard from one of the most noticeable characteristics within the, these practices and the same problems have been um, uh, trans- transferred, have been exported from the east to the west of narrowness of view and opinion. And this, this is, uh, uh, is, 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 is uh, such a, a problem, it's like an epidemic in spiritual practices that, that the narrowness of focus and vision which occurs and as just as one I mean, has on so many um, different levels on the, on the Buddhist uh, scene, it is just a great uh, problem. Well, we, we, one has this silly division In, of um, Hinayana, Mahayana, what are those other two? Zen and, uh, and Vajrayana. And there's this, uh, uh, and, and these four concepts become reinforced in people's mind and, and there's this struggle to, to consolidate one's position that somehow one of these is actually better. <laughs> is it better, that's more effective, more... Uh, Whatever, it's more of something than the others, <laughs> and so much um, headspace <laughs> goes 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 into it. And instead of just looking, perhaps a little bit more simply, um, and um, uh, at the basic kind of inference, let us say one can see well perhaps in a way all four of them can apply to oneself at different times rather than making these hard and fast schools of division because each has its own kind of of emphasis there and so when when we are meditating and just and working with ourselves working on ourselves working on our own mind our own body in that moment, in the actual time, we would speak of that as an expression of, and nothing uh, derogatory about it, Hinayana mind. It's the mind of the person who's working directly in that moment on oneself. And similarly, in the moment, not as an idea, not as a future projection in a, in a way, but in the moment of actual giving to others, people, creatures, nature, environment, in the actual giving to life, in the actual expression of that, at that time, one refer, would refer to that as the expression of the Mahayana mind. So nothing really to do with, with uh, division of, of um, dividing Asia up, or dividing up groups, or, or whatever, and it's like exactly the same. If in Zen there is the, um, the emphasis on um, um, immediacy and directness and that um, utter sh- uh, sharpness of mind and that, and, and that spirit of that in, in that directness, in that immediacy, one may say that is truly true Zen mind unwavering, not caught in thought, but seeing, direct. And similarly when there is amongst women and amongst men that empowerment of mind to be and and to act, and the mind is is empowered to do it. In that time, one may say, yes, this is Vajrayana mind. And so, in in it it's it's the sometimes just to look in a, in a in a different and more simple way makes all these uh, di- ridiculous divisions and schools which have been created and all the immature spiritual bickering that 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 goes on seem absurd because one is seeing just the, the simple. Clearly, the simple meaning of that, as much as possible, and seeing what actually the simple meaning applies to oneself. The Buddha was asked, "I rather like his reply. What what yana? Yana means vehicle. What yana do you teach?" He says, (laughs) "Dhamma (laughs) yana." I thought that was a rather nice response. <laughs> Seems quite a wise fellow when you think about it. <laughs> However, if one was to repeat and say, "Oh, here we, this is Dhamma," <laughs> and if we were repeated that long, were, were to repeat that long enough and loud enough, and to ram it down everybody's uh, ears, morning, noon, and night, and and to. Um, write a few articles on it in the East-West Journal (laughs) (laughs) we would have a fifth school (laughs) (laughs) and we'd have the (laughs) Dhammayanis and they would be as dumb as the the rest (laughs) of (laughs) us. So, uh, so being aware how uh, in any way whatsoever that one sees that these are vehicles the vehicles the vehicles are means of the vehicle is something which helps one to go from A to B it's a it's a, a help it's a it's a contribution and nothing at all to be uh, cling to and identify with and to make much of and that gives one a freedom from caught up in this uh, whirlwind of uh, clinging to views and opinions and the great danger which goes with it of uh, um, self-righteousness, the reinforcement of division of us and them, and particularly, not only in the spiritual movement, but what comes to mind at the moment is in peace politics as well, how very easily the mind gets into the the division of us against them. And so in this, uh, looking in this way, one is much more free to explore. If one finds that in exploration there is too much input taking place, too much exposure to the spiritual supermarket and all that's there, then one has to step back from that and one has to look at that, one has to get one's priorities uh, in focus, and see what, what's truly appropriate and necessary for, for oneself. And what some of us have found, what I have uh, found um, personally in this regard, that um, being, uh, hopefully, being well established in a mode of practice and, and being grounded uh, in that and having a sense of what the essentials of practice are, my, and, and for me that's uh, awareness and uh, um, self-knowledge, love, understanding being grounded uh, in that gives one a backdrop to this exploration to seeing what's useful and what is, what is appropriate in that, in that way and that b- increases one's understanding and from that um, one is able to um, extend that in small ways, uh, out into this uh, world. This other area of supporting each other, of course, as I say, is this, this, it's this care and consideration, because then there is a company of like-minded people, therefore there is that kind of community, and there is the, the community at large, and to some, ex- some extent, it seems to me as one's own practice uh, uh, di- um, deepens, the support elements and factors begin quite naturally to uh, extend itself, go beyond the um, immediate perceptions. What, what, I, what I mean by that is, normal society, one thinks first of oneself, one is you know, it's very much based on some of these um, philosophers. Unfortunately, too high a percentage of them are English, and <laughs> who have had such a, an influence in the uh, in the Western uh, world. And part of it is this: uh, the, the, the philosophy, Hobbes, ins- this man Hobbes, and a few others inspired, where uh, self-interest is the interest of all. <laughs> Just. You know, Anyway, I'm not going to say anything about Mr. Hobbes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and, so, and then it may extend itself to the person that one's in a relationship with. Then it may extend itself to one's uh, children. Um, and this expansiveness and the growing of expansiveness begins to go beyond the immediacy of oneself. And this is what the sangha is, the sang is. And in that um, gradual expanding out in that, in terms of one's care and attention, it reaches people that one doesn't necessarily know very well. And it's giving, where necessary and appropriate, that, that support, whatever it might be. Just as um, I mentioned to you yesterday, yesterday evening, um, with regard to uh, uh, our situation, and. The, the situation of others. And just um, um, incidentally, to, um, uh, to, to that few people came up to me, that is some friends, different people come up and said, Christopher, I heard what you said last night, this is people that I've known several years who know me well enough, and say, hey, Christopher, you don't spell it out, the situation clearly enough, you've got to tell people clearly you're hedging around too much in that, what you were saying last night. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and um, so uh, I've, I've been strongly encouraged to spell it out a little bit more <laughs> clearly. <laughs> and it, it, it seems I have a bit more difficulty. I, it seems to me I must look at this a bit more. And it seems to be I feel more comfortable giving than asking. I'm not quite sure. I'll have to look at that a bit. Um, um, like With the situation with regard to us, this is what I've been asked to point out, I give Gwenwin, um $24 a week. For that, she has to uh, feed um, Nashona and herself, and uh, whatever uh, uh, is left over goes on a few bits and pieces in the household. We at home run a very, very tight ship. That is, it. that is the reality of our situation. We would love, at home, my wish, the long-term wish, is that, um, Gwendolyn and I can just live together. And, as I mentioned to you last night, we have to have people coming in and going out and have to have someone with us all the year round in our little, terrace, um, terrace place because we couldn't possibly afford the rent on our own. I mean, we, so we, uh, and that, when you're with people all the time, you know, it's, uh, it would be nice if we had a, a space uh, for our own. But uh, with, with Christina, it's rather a similar situation, as an example, and she's living in the community. She and Mick have, uh, coming to live in the same town as us, 10 minutes up the road, so that we can get the retreat house close by. She and Mick pay the full rent in the community but because she had to be here for late July she had to pay, uh, she couldn't move to this small house again in in Totnes until August the 1st. And so she had to pay the rent for that month. She's also had to pay the rent for the community because the agreement is if your things are in the community you pay rent, that's it firm agreement there for everybody's sake. So in the month of August, in order to be here, she's in the situation of having to pay two months' rent. Mix just finished his university degree in social work. He's now unemployed and they also run a tight ship. And people asked us to spell that out to you. And similarly with John, who's in a similar way in that he is undergoing taking um, a number of workshops in the whole field of uh, present time, working with energy and exploring and other practices which are being explored here um, to increase his own skills and those of you who have been on the on staff have been doing the breathing workshops with uh, John which have been extraordinarily helpful for uh, for the, the staff and and all of that as one well knows also costs money and it's not $15 a day as it is here in other places it's often two three times that kind of sum and so people as i say have uh, say Christopher spell it out a little bit more and I've done it, <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, th- this area of um, this like like-minded people, we have here a meeting. Uh, the board is meeting tom- tomorrow, and um, we have been asked to put some input into that meeting. And as I say, one of the areas is this uh, activities outside of the IMS. Uh, situation and and I feel and because we know so many of you um, over the time over the years now that lots of people really could begin to think more closely in a very real way what can I do in my particular area what what way can I contribute and to the establishing of a basically a support system for people. It might be just saying, yes, I am willing to make a room in my house available for a weekly meditation group. I am willing to go to the card index system and get out those people's addresses who live within a a suitable radius of where I live and write to those people and say, hey, would you like to come I am willing to play, uh, to buy a set of um, Joseph or Jack's cassettes or uh, ours, or anybody's and, uh, and say this is going to be, this is available once a week in, in my home, whatever. I am, a, I will organise a one day uh, or weekend retreat. Um, one of us will cook and one of us will organise and anyone would like to come please, is very, very welcome to come. Now that sort of thing, plus perhaps if there's teachers around who have time and opportunity to come for, to give a weekend or a one-day workshop or a program over a week or whatever. And that, y- one ha- is a good friend to oneself, one is a good friend to o- other people that one doesn't know, one is helping to establish the, the Dharma in the West, and and thereby give that, uh, making something grow and develop. And as one of the, as one of the Asian teachers uh, said to me, he said, there's such a contrast between the, 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 the message of the Dharma, the message of peace and wisdom in life, which is kind of the crux of the Dharma. There's such a difference between the West and the East. He said, in the East, now after two and a half thousand years, I would say 3,000 years, 4,000 years, um, Gautama uh, Siddhartha, though a central figure, as he acknowledges himself, is one of a line. And, and he said the difference between the East and the West, he says in the East it's like trying to water an old tree. It's trying to keep something going. But he says when you come to the West, he said, it's so new here, and the whole uh, spiritual life with the, the, with, with the central element of it, as a, a, of meditation and observation, that, he said, it's like seeing young seeds and giving water to young seeds. And he said, it's so much more exciting and, and challenging to see something starting right from the beginning and beginning to grow. And it's not surprising that there has been, more or less, a migration of the Eastern teachers to the West, to the States. Come to they're in the States. And those of you, like myself, who, have, who, who know the East and have been to the East, North, South, East and West in, the, in, in Asia, have realized long since that the teachers who are best known have gone. They've gone. They've gone here. They've, they're, in the, they're, they're here. And they're mostly in the States, because that's where the energies and the vitality and the seeds of human beings are. So if you go to the East these days, basically you go because it's a, a radically different culture, because you're faced with other challenges and realities in life, because you find Different kind of meditative conditions, but for teachings—you don't go to the—you A- don't go to Asia. You don't go. People who are established in their practice and feel they want to experience the uh, East, um, then that can be very helpful. And some people do go and find very appropriate teachings, but many find that the Eastern scene is not what it is put up to be. So in, as I say, in, in it says things are in, the, in the West, and I have the feeling, and uh, Joseph and Jack and Sharon, John, Christina, I, and others, that things are just beginning to, to grow. And just as Bill was saying with this phenomenal uh, success of the tape library, that uh, they put out one brochure. And um, what are the orders? What's the number now? Ten thousand. Ten thousand. And it put it out in May, ten thousand orders. And, it, so that, and, and, and as Bill said, it's like sending out a, a little seed of Dharma recorded on the cassette. And if you don't like the talk, you can always rub it off because you've still got your money's worth on the cassette. <laughs> 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 So, when one has the feeling that things in, in in one decade are growing, and as I've mentioned, each one of us um, uh, can all really help and support and and contribute to to what is happening. And one of the great beauties, I think, of of, uh, of, of the practice, and and I th- I don't know if I may say, to its great credit, and we sp- we, we pass on our practice, of insight meditation is that there is a real spirit within it of doing it um, without profiteering. There's a real spirit of that and it's something which um, uh, um, is appreciated very much by those of us who are a part of it. It's really doing something and, and just making big charges and, uh, and making a lot of money on the reasons that one, if one makes a lot more money the organisation can have many more centres and have become much more better known, etc, etc. And there's just not that kind of motivation on the insight meditation circuit, practice. It's much more this spirit of of working quietly and and in a dedicated way. And may it be that, that spirit and practice and approach really maintain it, maintains itself. May all beings be in touch with themselves. May all beings. Be in touch with each other. May all beings live in harmony.